Hi, welcome to a poem prose a day, where I'll read a piece of poem or a short prose which I love, and hopefully it'll spark a thought, a prompt, a conversation, or find something within it in these few verses as we stay afloat during the stay home period together. We have to come from somewhere. We may try to forget, regret, or try to erase that fact. Or we may, on the contrary, make an effort to reclaim our origins, homeland, or traditions. But our personal or family past will always be an important part of our being and our identity. Whether we like it or not, we belong to our memories. Origins, surroundings, smells, parents or no parents, perhaps a house, and perhaps a street. Peace, or family rose, war, smiles, tears, presences and absences. We are inhabited by what we have inhabited, what we still inhabit, and what we will always inhabit. Life is short, and none of the important events we remember will ever disappear. Images return or fade away, echo and mirror one another, speak with one voice or clash in the midst of our joys, pain, doubts, or hopes. We are always looking for something in the light of our past belonging because we want to rediscover certain joys, a few habits, and a friendly or loving presence, or because we want to avoid suffering, abandonment, disappointment, pain, or violence. We are sometimes surprised to find a likeness between the people who were once with us and those who are with us now, and sometimes we are surprised to find that they are quite different in terms of their character and temperament. It is as though we spend our lives looking for similarities or hoping to find something very different. Our past shapes our present and colors our future. Every encounter, every smile, every tear and every mirror reminds us that we really do belong to the past. What are we looking for? What are we looking for as we wander the world with its countries and its horizons, as we look into the eyes and hearts of those who love us and those we love? and in our moments of solitude and introspection. What are we looking for? Probably for well-being, peace, reassurance, harmony, and love. Our past sometimes helps us and sometimes hinders us. We always have to revisit the past, understand it, disentangle it, tame it, and forget it. But we can never really flee from it. We have to live with it and come to terms with it. When we turn to the future, it is our present. We are always looking for the places, the loves, and the meanings to which we belong. We know that we have to seek and basically to find. Sometimes we do not even know what we are looking for, and at other times we know exactly what we have to find, but cannot find it. And sometimes we have already found what we are still looking for. This is disturbing and difficult, and as we wonder, we really want to belong to ourselves to be ourselves and to feel that we possess ourselves. There is nothing new about this. The search for a sense of belonging can be seen in the world's oldest traditions and philosophies, and we find it in the torments of the most modern minds and the most recent psychological theories. Something dwells within me, and I must succeed in dwelling within it if I am to find harmony, experience, equilibrium, and set myself free. My past reminds me, and so do my heart and my consciousness. I come from somewhere, and I have to choose a destination. I am bound and free, and I am also free to remain bound and not to look for anything. Lao Tzu said, I do not act the Tao or the way acts me. 
in order to emphasize the, that the force that led him on his quest for freedom was already that of the object of his quest. What he was seeking made him sick. The liberation of the self consisted in reconciling the dire direction which we must go with the destination we have chosen and reconciling the way with the destination. We must belong to our path if the path is to belong to its goal and if we are to belong to ourselves fully and freely. Socrates says exactly the same thing at the beginning of the symposium when he talks about love and remarks that we can only seek that which we know must be sought. He's pointing out that there is a close connection between what has made us, what is making us, and what we are trying to do and experience. Love, like the quest for spiritual liberation, is very revealing. Much of the self is in its object. The paradoxical words of Christ, the hidden God to whom Blaise Pascal refers, reveal the same essential truth. You will not seek me if you had not found me. God obviously already dwells within those who seek him. Once again, the encounter is a reconciliation. It then becomes possible to dwell within our hearts in that which naturally dwells within us, finding, consciously and freely, what drove us from ourselves, either unwittingly or as a matter of urgency, actually means, in other words, retaking possession of ourselves, belonging to ourselves and finding peace. Here, the words of Christ indicate that this really is about God, and the revelation which we find in all three monotheism echoes Psalm, in which David, according to the Jewish tradition, finds refuge in the God who dwells within him. This experience of clinging to allows David to find a refuge and a dwelling place. He finds peace and can link his destiny to his feet. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup, though maintenance my lot. The Muslim tradition confirms the meaning of these teachings. The revelation calls upon the faithful to raise his face, devote himself to towards the religion, a sincere monotheist, according to the natural aspiration of Fitra in which God has created men. The faithful must turn their faces towards God, fight against the veil of illusion and forgetfulness, and return, through their willpower and memory, to his truth. Surely, in the remembrance of God, our hearts comforted.